Cool. How are you? Yeah, I'm great. The sun's shining. Uh, BMW gave me a Z4 rear-wheel drive sports car for a few days while they repaired my BMW, which is a much more mm-hmm. sensible one. So I, if they're listening, I I haven't taken three millimeters off the tires in the last three days. <laughs> <laughs> of course you haven't. Only the back ones. <laughs> What's the B, officer? It was uh, it was more like six. Yeah, yeah. What's going on with you? Uh, well, just um, playing about. A bit similar, a bit of an evolution to some of what I'm doing. Uh, quite excited about some of it. Um, off to Ukraine next week um, on an adventure, and a uh, little bit, of, little bit, bits and pieces of other things. Yeah, good mix. You can't just drop, I'm off to Ukraine on an adventure, and then not tell well, me. <laughs> so, some people aren't that interested, so it's an opportunity. You can lean in or you can lean out, but um, I'm delivering a vehicle for um, as part of charity to supply. Um, it's a response to the Ukrainian army's need for a mobile response to take supplies to the front and take casualties out. So I am driving a vehicle out on Wednesday next week, and um, and I'll fly back on Sunday. Hmm. Well, so, um, that sounds like a slightly dangerous trip, potentially. Yeah, I think it's. I think it's. It's. It's got a danger element to it. Um, but um, yeah, we're not. I'm not going to the front, wherever that may be. But uh, yeah, I think I'm told that we will see evidence of or be aware of uh, war. War being on the go. So yeah, we'll see. But, um, Bloody hell! Right. Well. Yeah. Uh, with that in mind, where do we go from there? You you sent me a WhatsApp and it was all, all smiley, cheery stuff, and now you're off to a war zone. Um, oh, that is still smiley, cheery, isn't it? It's well, it depends on it depends on where you are, but it's you know my my part in it is is just my part in it. It's not. Um, where, where do we go? I don't know. What's what's happening in the hippie hut today? I don't know. Maybe we could talk about being free to oneself. Something I observe you're fully embracing. You said. Being, uh, yeah, what did I say? Being true to oneself or being, mm-hmm. being, what, what, I can't remember my language. You said, uh, I'm, I'm relaxed about it. Happy to go with the flow. Maybe we can talk about being free to one's, to be oneself. Something oh, I to be. you're fully okay. embracing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know much about your audience or what would be of value to them or, or whatever, but I'm happy to go with the flow. Um, well, what did you mean when you said you observed that I'm, Fully embracing being free to be myself. Well, I think it's. I think e- even if we're not willing to admit it to the world, I think on some level a lot of people are uh, hiding their light under a bushel, afraid, afraid to speak their truth, afraid to actually express what they know is their unique um, talent, capability, perspective on the world. That if they shone a light on it, or if they shone from it, they know that they would support them to be freer to play a bigger game and in turn to support others so is is that the age old and i'm partly taking the piss on purpose here you you know me but is that the age old personal development mantras coming through there you can be no, i think what it, I, want to be i think it's personal undevelopment and i think it's impersonal realization right. i think i think it's the realization that, that i think it's personal undevelopment at its purest this this the personal development road is a never ending path because we're infinite 
Mm-hmm. And it's and it's a mistake to think that we have to develop at all. It's a it's a paradigm. It's a pandemic, but we need to free ourselves from limitation of belief and 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 root ourselves with the understanding that we came here to play a game of limitation. We came here to choose how we express facets of our true nature. Did you mean to say we came here to play a game of limitation? That's yes, for one hundred percent. We're we are unlimited. We've chosen to come and have a physical experience and to choose whatever limitations of our unlimited nature we want to express. Uh But the the problem is humanity has it the other way around. We have this sense that there's so much more within us, and there is because we're infinite, and that we have to develop ourselves in order to bring it out. It's the complete opposite. Or education in the true sense of the word, educo means to draw out from within. So we're free to express anything that we want. The problem is people don't make a decision because they don't know who they are. All right. So how does how does one? Are, work are we out? are we rolling? Right. By the way, are, are we already oh, in the rolling podcast? from the start? <laughs> we're rolling from the beginning. Always rolling. <laughs> okay. We're always rolling. How does one? How does one work out who the fuck one is? Well, you can't work it out. We, we the, the, this is the this is the challenge for so many people. We. You have to come, but you can't work it out through the intellect. I meet so many people, as I'm sure you do, Thor, saying, well, I just, I, I, I'm trying to work out who I am. And you can't work out who you are. Who you are is I am, is the awareness of being. So you and I have had conversations about it. But when you stand in front of the mirror today, Thor, the person looking back at you looks fundamentally different to the person who stood in front of the mirror at five years old. Your body's changed. I'm suspecting you didn't have a beard when you were five. Uh, your whole your life experience has changed. People, circumstances, events, situations, money, all the right, houses, cars, they've all come and gone. But the awareness that's looking back at you from the mirror is exactly the same. Mm. And that's the awareness of being that you truly are. I, I am is whole and complete and lacking nothing. And then we go choosing to put limitations on that I amness. I say, I am Rob. That's a limitation. It's a label. Mm. It's not It's not who I really am. It's just a, a label of convenience. And then I say, I'm a coach. And then I can get, I can bring awareness to, I can bring my awareness, who I really am to being a coach. And I can express that in the world. And I can say, I can then add more labels. I can say, I'm a struggling coach. I'm a successful coach. I'm a happy coach. Whatever I bring to awareness, I get to have mirrored back in my experience. But when we don't know who we are, we have we encounter struggle, and then we go trying to deal with the struggle. And what we're really doing is we're bringing more awareness to the struggle, and then getting more experience of what we're being aware of. So, so have you always? Split. Have you always? But when did you you have this realization? Because oh, when my world, when my whole world fell apart, when I got when I got so exhausted with fighting my experience, and so exhausted with investing in personal development. Um, when I was running my business, that um, I felt suicidal, and I got I got to a point where I was so low I couldn't get out of bed, and um, we we meet ourselves one way or the other. We meet ourselves either when when we're when we're super on top of the world or when we're at the bottom of the world. But um, yeah, my my journey in was through significant significant um, suffering. Uh, and and all suffering is when we're coming away from the understanding of who we really are. All suffering is in the mind, which is where all experience takes place. Maybe you can't go there, but 
take you're lying in your bed, you're so down, you're considering suicide. What caused like what was the switch point? Like what was the moment? Did someone tip the bed or did you get out of bed yourself? <laughs> like what happened? <laughs> um Yeah, I, I don't I don't fully I don't fully recall uh if I'm honest or but um I you know I had family, young children. Um I had had in, enough um enough um awareness if you like or compassion or love for myself and for them to understand that actually that that wasn't wasn't really it wasn't really the way out anyway um so i don't i don't re- i don't really know but something within me because because who we are is for life is pro life um so something within me uh caused me to turn my awareness back around and, and to stop being so selfish. One of the biggest wake up calls I had was when I worked with a coach and he said, you know, you're a problem with being depressed, Rob. He said, we could indulge your depression. And this, uh, I appreciate what I'm about to say is potentially controversial. Uh, you told me the hippie hut's a safe place to be controversial. <laughs> um, um, but depression is inherently, you know, when we're, it, it's inherently inwardly focused. We're, 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 we're being very selfish not 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 deliberately or consciously but it's a it's an inward focus so one of the one of the most helpful conversations i had when i was told to be stop being so bloody selfish i didn't feel selfish but um i was just i was just so uh detached from my understanding of who i am and that that's the the, the problem is in is in the mind it's the mind that causes that sense of separation it's the vehicle for all experience, but it's also the the one thing that sets up all human suffering. Separation from what? From the understanding that who we really are, we're all we're all the the root, the core of our being is one. We're uh, we are all awareness. What what gives life to to Thor Holt and Rob Begg and everyone else who's listening to this podcast? What gives us life? What breathes our lungs? What beats our heart? Is the same being. But we don't recognize that because we're having an experience in the mind which creates the illusion of separation so that we can have experience. Um, but, you know, when you fall in love with someone, you know, when you look into your eyes and you fall in love with someone, what you're really experiencing is the collapse of that sense of separation. You're coming back to that sense of oneness, and then you attribute that feeling, that 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 end of feeling. What love is, is it's the end of feeling. So we attribute that to the other person. But really, it's a coming home to ourselves. Um, love, love is the end of feeling. That's what everybody's out in the world really seeking is to come home to themselves. The mind is the agitation of that love, the agitation of consciousness, uh, which creates experience, what we call physical experience and, or, or, you know, our inner, inner experience of thoughts and feelings and our outer experience of people, situations, circumstances, things, business. Um, and how we agitate the consciousness, whether we do it lovingly, or unlovingly, is predicated partly on the degree, well, largely on the degree to which we're conscious of who we're being. Because otherwise, we're running a a program based typically on the formation of our ego when we were children. And then then we have the experience, and then we go fighting our own projection. Sorry, I sound like I'm... Let's let's try a real-life example. Let's say somebody, (laughs) let's say our lady friend is struggling in her marriage, and she... 
she thinks, screw this guy, I'm going to get divorced, or, or, or she feels that the guy's a pain in the ass for whatever set of reasons, and that can easily happen anyway after 15 years together, that you start, you know, you start focusing on the negatives about each other. Yeah. What would you advise that woman who's going through that mental process of, mm, should I get divorced? I've had enough of this guy. I think it's always an invitation to return home to self and ask yourself the question, what would my heart desire? What would I love? Um, and to be, to be led by that, because then what we do is we access our intuition, our true nature, our true intelligence, un- unfiltered through the mind, which is our intellect can only give us uh, intelligence based on past or our learning. So I'd always come back home to the heart and ask, what, what would I really love? And, and we may have to wait a while for the answer, but the answer will come in two or three days. And um, if we're coming from love, then the answer might be, I'd, lo- I'd love a, I'd love a, um, I'd love a happy, fulfilling, rewarding, deeply caring, intimate, adventurous, joyous relationship. But not with bastard. Well, we don't. We don't need to. We don't need to. <laughs> we don't need to consider that because that on one level. Uh, so if we if we get that answer. If we're willing to open our heart to that, then we're moved to have the experience. And that might include getting divorced. But that's where that's where we have to have faith in our true self. It might include it might involve um coming back together in a harmonious, loving, happy, intimate relationship with the person we're already married to. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, but if we're going to be a conscious creator of our life experience, if we say, Well, actually, I want to be married to Thor then our job is to hold Thor in our mind in a way that's loving and compassionate and to hold ourselves, to love ourselves enough to give ourselves the experience of being in a loving, happy, compassionate relationship. Because subject and object appear in the mind simultaneously. They're not independent of one another. They just appear to be. So when we change within, our world changes. It has to. It's a reflection of our own consciousness. So that's an interesting idea, right? So when we change within our world changes. And I can totally get that in terms of relationships and money, you know, because these are things that I worked on or developed or manifest. I don't know what the words are. It doesn't matter. Things that that were part of my focus during the time I worked with you and your amazing program, which I'd highly recommend people check out. Shameless plug, but that's okay. However, I'm going to hit you with, and I know I said it to you at the time, I just, I can totally get how that works. Because I've seen it work. I've felt it work. Yes. But let's take the example of the Ukraine-Russia war, right? You're going there. Let's say you decide to manifest that, that it's peace and that the war's over. Like, you can't you can't do that. You're, you're fucking going there because there's a war, dude. Do you know what I mean? Like, I can see how it works in terms of your personal world and your personal reality. But, like, you and I can't fix the Israel-Palestine conflict. We can't well, fix wars and suffering around the world. So we can't make them go away. And, we, and are we pretending they're not real? Do you see what I mean? Uh, yeah, I do see see what you mean. And th- we could have a deep dive into the nature of reality. And I don't know to what degree that's relevant here. But, <laughs> um, you know, it's it's if we take a hardcore scientific approach mm-hmm. about about the, under- the modern understanding of science, what, what science tells us categorically, Nobel Prize for Physics last year, which is never awarded to anything that remains in any way dubious. Or, so what... Physicists tell us now is that there is no localized consciousness. There is no matter. There is no material, physical, solid world that's never been found in 3,000 years of looking for it, whether it's philosophy 
or modern science, nobody's ever found a solid physical world. When we dive into what appears to be solid, it's just energy appearing in form. And it appears relative to our assumptions. What science also tells us is that the world is holographic. So we don't experience, we, we appear to live in the same world, but none of us experience the world in the same way. We experience it based on the contents of our consciousness. So my point is, with regard to war, we can play a part in the solution or we can play a part in the problem. If we give our awareness, because we get more of what we give our awareness to, if we give our awareness to the problem, we create more of the problem. We, ex we ex Sorry, we don't create it. We experience more of the problem in the mind. And so it's understandable that we go trying to trying to resolve things like war and um climate change and all that stuff but if we're giving our awareness to the problem we're going to experience more of it just like we are experiencing more of it in terms of climate change and mental health as it happens humanity has never been more at peace with one another than it's than now we, we're obviously the the world has shrunk in terms of information being available but there's never been less war in the world than there is now it just doesn't appear that way. But so, can we each play a part in peace? Can we each play a part in in uh, in a uh, living in a happy, harmonious, loving world? Absolutely. But we have to give up our addiction to bad news, and and that includes watching the news. You know, the any market is demand plus offer, and if we keep demanding the offer of bad news, we're going to keep having the experience of it. So wait, hold on. I, to I totally get that. I, I yeah. totally get that. I, I agree. Create, don't be a consumer of. Totally get that. Create yes. your own cool stuff, your own love, your own kindness, your own whatever, and don't consume all the negative bullshit. I totally get that. And it's easier said than done, but I am completely with yes. you. However, let's take the, the scenario that you are – who was it Will Smith got up on stage and slapped? You, you remember the, the thing? You remember like, he slapped the other comedian? Name yeah, I can't name. remember his name, but yeah. Um, are we really saying that that like you can say that everything's just energy and a hologram and all that, but if you're standing on stage and someone slaps you and you're like Bleh. like that feels like reality, it feels like magic. Oh, we're we're having a real experience for sure. But the underlying fabric of reality is love, is consciousness, unconditioned consciousness. We condition it in the mind and we have experience that corresponds. So the, 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 the challenge in recognizing that is we're, we're largely unaware of the contents of the, of our own mind. So do, do we believe that people fight? Do we believe that wars go on? Do we believe that people argue that people get killed, have accidents, get divorced? Yeah, we do. So we experience all of that. But it, it, in terms of our own life experience, in terms of making this relevant, and I, I don't really know who your who your listeners are, but in terms of making this relevant for anyone, it's like, well, what would I love more of in my life? Wealth, abundance, health, freedom, loving relationships, friendships. What would I love more of? We don't have to search too far for the answer. Mm -hmm. And then am I willing to choose to give my awareness to that? Versus choosing to point the finger about, you know, Thor's such a pain in the arse, business is tough, clients, et cetera, et cetera, because we're the one creating that experience. It's just that from an ego standpoint, we don't want to own that. We want to point the finger and say, no, it's over there, it's out there. And yet, have we ever had an experience of anything outside our awareness of it? And the answer is no, we haven't.
okay, I mean, it, it does make sense to me and I've felt it work. So I'm not arguing with the concept. I just, I guess I will, well, let's take this example. And obviously I hope this doesn't happen, but you're about to go somewhere that is at least on the edge of a war zone. Let's say the worst happens and something happens to you because there's a war zone there, right? You you know these things, well, like how how then does that, does, how then does your philosophy apply? Do you see what I mean? Like, what do I say at your funeral, Rob? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and and the answer to that question is a bit, is, is pretty heavy and pretty deep in, in so much as who I am is awareness. Mm-hmm. Appearing and form in the mind is Rob Begg, but who I am is who I am never dies. Now, that's not to that's not to say that in terms of having this physical experience, I don't want to preserve my 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 safety and continue this human experience. Um, but I don't have to live my life in fear, as William Blake said. If we don't live from love, we're consumed by. Well, I'm butchering his quotation, but we end up being uh, consumed by fear. Hmm. And and fear is is it's pretty good for business. Imagine if imagine if people's objective in helping others solve problems was to put themselves out of business. Imagine if the health industry's overarching context for being in business was, we don't want to be needed. Imagine if pharmaceuticals said, we don't want to be needed. If they took a perspective on helping people really solve what it is they're facing. It's pretty threatening for a capitalist society, the truth. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of revolutionary. It's a bit revolutionary, and and it doesn't sit well with those who profit at scale. I don't mean the poor people on the ground suffering, but it doesn't profit those who it doesn't benefit those who profit at scale from war. Love, yeah, and, and I'm not I'm not suggesting for a minute that that people are acting out of ill intention or or, or whatever. But uh, what I am saying is that being aware of our overarching focus, are we focused on? The problem and trying to fix a problem, or are we focused on our desired outcome and what we'd love? Mm-hmm. Because that's what we create more of in our experience. I'm all for supporting. I work with entrepreneurs, as you know, to support them to to enhance their their wealth and physical health and anything else they might want. Um, but we, we can't we can't solve a problem by trying to fix the problem. You see, this is it's an interesting point you make. You say, "I, I, I." I tend to assume good intent these days, especially. But where does the line lie as a coach, for example, but just in general? Because all kinds of bad things through history have been perpetrated by people that had good intent, thought they were doing the right thing. You know, yeah. you could, I mean, you could list them. There's there's plenty of times that tens of millions of people have died due to good intent. So yes. how does one draw that line? Say, as a coach, just for example, someone comes to you and say, I want to do X. Like at what point is them wanting to do X, whatever that is? Where's your moral line? Because if they say, well, that's, that's what I'd love, Rob. I'd love to run yeah. a really successful brothel or whatever the thing is that, <laughs> that starts to tip your yeah. Um I think I think my 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 line in the sand on that is that um, or a golden rule is that never never wish for somebody something that you wouldn't wish for yourself or your family. So, you know, I, I, I kind of do no harm, if you like. Um, but um, 
there, there is no there is no line as such. You know, you go far enough to the left, you end up on the right. You go and um, everything is. We live in the in the world of duality where everything has an opposite and there's an infinite spectrum. But there's no there's no dividing line between. Like, where's the line between being rich and poor? Or between being good and evil, we can't we can't find a line. It's all just perception and assumptions. Uh, but I think if we're coming coming at life from love, then it's about supporting other human beings to optimize their life. Because ultimately, at a core foundational level, we're we're one being, uh, and I believe that humanity slowly but surely um, is is waking up to that. It just appears not to be there's but there's a lot of turmoil in the world because of shifts in consciousness in terms of people's awareness um i think it's a super exciting time to be here having a human adventure it is man you you sound like someone who should be a ayahuasca shaman to me you just you've got <laughs> a vibe I, about you i'm just I? imagining you with a feather and like oh thanks <laughs> no it's um, cool it's, I think, it's great I think, to hear Essence are great permission slips, yeah. Hmm. Permission slips yeah. to what? How do you mean to come to come back to the truth about who we are? You know, often we often we go out into the world and take action, and it's our belief in the action we've taken that generates the result. Hmm. It's not been the action, but we use the action as the permission slip for the result, unaware that it's actually our consciousness and our belief, our assumptions about the action that creates the result. Um, so I think I think in terms of uh, any number of things, whether it's medicine or food or en- exercise or whatever it is, we might we might be predisposed to have an experience of um, if it supports us to shift our consciousness in ways that support us to get a desired outcome. Then then great, but all the better if we can really understand what's driving the outcome. So if I'm gonna I'm gonna wrap us up in a minute because I I need to keep sure. this episode to thirty minutes and two things number one where can people follow you or find out more about you if they want to connect and say hello so that's number one and number two give us a parting thought like something people could try today right now as they end the podcast yeah okay so uh Probably the easiest place to find me is on LinkedIn, Rob Rob Begg, um, or my website, robertbegg.com. How many G's then, in Begg, though? How many G's uh, in Begg? As many as you want. <laughs> <laughs> They're not going to find you that way. Um, Rob, a minimum R-O-P. of two. A minimum of two. <laughs> minimum of two, a maximum of two as well. B-E-G, yeah. Um, Thank you. And then I think one of the most helpful things that, that we can do for ourselves without judging ourselves, without beating ourselves up, without blaming ourselves for our unconscious behaviors or actions of the past, is to to look at our lives and say, with with just an honest evaluation, non-judgmental, can I see that my thinking and my assumptions has led my experience? Can I see that my consciousness led my experience? not the other way around because if we if we really willing to sit and look and say you know does my bank account reflect my beliefs and assumptions about money and how hard it is to earn does my business growth to the people in my business reflect my underlying beliefs and assumptions about them or about people or about myself and about my own self-worth then we free ourselves to say okay well what do i choose now from love what do i choose to be a conscious creator of rather than an unconscious creator of 
but we're not accustomed to looking in the way we prefer to look <laughs> prefer to look out the way because that's what we're educated yeah. to do so that would be that would be my parting because we can't ever see perceive manifest or experience anything beyond our beliefs and assumptions we can try very cool thank you rob good luck on your journey um to ukraine <laughs> <laughs> thanks though you're a man of adventure you're not oh yeah i am but, uh, I've, I've definitely been avoiding war zones i mean call me a pussy but i have not you know, been <laughs> got a cold river yeah well i'm sure it'll all be good thanks rob all the best thanks though take care bye